Welcome to Chapel Grove Church Podcast, the Bible-centered show that focuses on searching the scriptures to find answers to common spiritual questions. To learn more, go to chapelgrovechurch.com. Now to the show. Hello, all the podcast listeners out there. Today, we're going to bring you a very special podcast. And for you who are familiar with me and my good friend, Aaron Batty, You'll know that I've been on his podcast a few a few times to this point. Well, today the tables have turned, and I've got Aaron as my guest on our Chapel Grove podcast, and he's here, and he's going to be answering the question of why did Jesus get baptized if he was sinless perfect? I've had several people over over the years ask me this question, and so I felt that it would be a good um, good question for us to answer today on the podcast. So tell the folks, hey, Aaron. Hey, everybody. My name is Aaron, and like I said, I'm going to try my best to answer this question with clarity and simplicity. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's dive right in. Well, there's three different accounts of Jesus being baptized by John. Uh, Of course, there's Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And I think the most in detail one is in Matthew chapter 3. So that's where I'll take most of my uh, reference from and, and reading from. Um, in Mark chapter one, we find out that John's baptism was for the remission of sins. Let me just read verse four to you real quick. It says, John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. This point here is something that many people don't realize. And when I show them this passage, they're, they don't know what to do with it. And I'm not saying that I try to trick people with this. I'm just saying people sincerely wanting to know about John's baptism, they don't typically know about Mark 1 verse 4. I don't know why that is, but nonetheless, it was for the remission of sins. Now, when you're reading Matthew chapter 3 and that account of the baptism, this makes sense because in Matthew chapter 3 verse 13, it says this, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent Jesus saying, I need to be baptized by you. And are you coming to me? And the buildup to the next verse that we're about to read John's like, listen, you're the sinless Lamb of God. In fact, in John 1, in verse 29, John sees Jesus coming and says, Behold, the Lamb of God who's come to take away the sin of the world. He said that sometime in relation to these words right here in Matthew 3. So he realizes Jesus is without sin. My baptism is for the remission of sins. If anybody's going to be baptizing anybody today, you're going to be baptizing me, Jesus, because I'm the only sinner in the room, right? Yeah. So in verse 15, Jesus answers and says to him, Permit it to be so now, for this it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. So Jesus says here, okay, we're going to make an exception today. Let it be so this once. And what he means by that is let baptism be so for a different reason than what it is normally for. You've already acknowledged I don't have any sin, so obviously we're not going to baptize me for remission of sins today. So let it be for an exceptional rule in this occasion. The reason for baptism of Jesus was to fulfill all righteousness. That's the answer. Now, to explain that further, it takes a little bit more. But whenever you see, especially in Matthew's gospel, the word fulfill, you should immediately be thinking of the Old Testament. Over and over, I don't remember how many times, it's. Uh, I think it's more than eight, in Matthew's gospel, Jesus will say that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet saying. And then there's some quotation or allusion to an Old Testament passage, a lot of times Isaiah. And in fact, in Mark chapter one, previous to Jesus being baptized, there is a quotation from Isaiah 
uh, and I believe it's maybe Haggai or Habakkuk, and it's Mark chapter one, verses two through three. There's this quotation of prophecy, and then there's the next thing mentioned is Jesus being baptized. So if you take that and you you know go back to Matthew three, let let's do this to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus is saying we're doing this to fulfill Old Testament prophecy. I think a lot of people will take that Matthew three verse fifteen to fulfill all righteousness, and they translate that to mean Jesus is saying. Uh, because it's a command of God to be baptized, I'm going to be baptized so that I may re- maintain my righteousness. That's I don't think that's what he's saying. When you, again, go back to Mark 1, there's this prophecy, and then he's baptized. He's fulfilling all righteousness of the Old Testament in that he has come to be the anointed one. That's what Messiah means. That's what Christ means. Jesus Christ, Christ is not his last name. Christ is his title. But Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. And so you see right after that, when Jesus is baptized, he is anointed, not with oil like in the Old Testament, but by the Holy Spirit. It says in verse 16 of Matthew 3, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water uh, and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, which sang, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And there is an allusion to Isaiah 42, verse 1, in case you wanted to look that up. But Jesus is baptized to fulfill all righteousness in the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy and others. When he is, he's anointed by the Holy Spirit. And and God, the Father, speaks from heaven and says, this is my son. And from that point forward, he then goes in the wilderness, in Matthew's gospel at least, and then starts his ministry. And so he's anointed to ministry. He starts his ministry. And that's where it all begins. Right. So I think that was a pretty good explanation. I feel like something uh, that kind of, to some degree, ties in with this that people may be confused on is in Acts chapter 19, we see that a couple people get rebaptized that were baptized in John's baptism. So do you want to add some clarity there on that situation too? Sure. That is an important passage to bring up because this baptism in Acts 19 is the only baptism um, after the resurrection where somebody is baptized according to John's baptism, which shows that there is a distinction of some kind between how John was baptizing and Christian baptism and how the apostles were baptizing after the cross. But the distinction I don't believe is what most people will claim it to be. I think if we'll just read the text, we can see exactly what the distinction between the two is. Now, before we do, just remember Mark 1 verse 4 says that John was baptizing for remission of sins, right? And in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Peter said on Pentecost, Christian baptism was for the remission of sins. So in that respect, they were both for the remission of sins for the same reason, at least there. Now, let's read the Acts 19 passage so we have it right. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he, Paul, said to them, Into what then were you baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they were heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, it would be helpful if you have your Bibles at home and you open that up and read it a few times and pay attention to verses 5 and 6 because that's where the tr- real crux of the difference is. John baptized for remission of sins. 
the apostles baptized remission of sins. The difference is on the fact that John said people were to believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When John baptized, Christ had not died. His perfect blood had not been shed. Redemption for sin was still future. And people were being baptized on the confession that that was going to take place as a sure fact. And when it did take place, that blood, would they would have access to it because they had been baptized by the command of God. In Christian baptism, that's already been accomplished. Christ is not future in terms of redemption. He's past tense. He's already died once for all, Hebrews chapter 10 says, not to be repeated. So these men, after the cross, they were still being baptized with a confession that Christ was still yet to come, and that's not the case. You know, he clarifies that for them. And when they heard this, verse 5, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus as the fact that he had already come, he was already reigning on high as the King of Kings and the perfect sacrifice for sins. And then at that point, he lays hands on them, verse 6, and they receive the Holy Spirit that was promised next to. So in that occasion, I believe the reason they were rebaptized was not because this time it was for remission of sins. No, that wasn't the difference between the baptisms. The reason was because of the confession that Christ had already come and had already paid the redemption for their sins. We appreciate you coming on the show today, Aaron. Clear up these few points for us. I'm sure that this won't be your last time on the Chubble Grove podcast, but we sure do appreciate you coming out for the first time. You got any final remarks? I mean, I might say this just, I guess, as a final remark. Um, the baptism of Jesus is a great example, uh, a great passage to show people today that um, they need to be baptized for their mission of sins. And if they're being baptized for any other reason, then they are the only person besides Jesus himself who could say, let it be so this once. Um, according to the scriptures, Jesus was the only person who was not baptized scripturally for, for remission of sins. If you get curious about that or you find yourself and you think that you're that one special occasion uh, and you want to talk some more about it, please feel free to reach out to us. You can reach out to us on our website at chubblegrovechurch.com. We also have a Facebook and an Instagram page. Or if you'd rather, you can reach out to me personally at my email, justchancedire at gmail.com. That's J-U-S-T, chance, dire, D-Y-E-R, at gmail.com. We really appreciate you tuning in today. We hope that you'll continue to tune in. And feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. We'd love to hear your topics and answer your Bible questions. Thank you so much for listening today.